0: Welcome to Unknown Artist. I'm your host, Nikki E. Taylor, and this is Episode 4 with Najee. Nice. <laughs> so, I, that was beautiful, by the way. Um, Thank you. So, what were you listening to? I'm curious to, to know what your influences were at the time.
1: So, when I was, like, I first wrote this song, uh, I was listening heavily to Elliott Smith.
0: Okay, yeah. Very heavily. Like,
1: <laughs> every album, in not necessarily in order, but um, uh, I was listening to Figure 8 a lot. Which is like okay. his, uh, considered his electric album. And um, I wrote this song in five minutes in my head on the metro, on the subway metro here in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> and, Do you know uh, which stops? <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I was on my way to St. Henry, between oh, wow. Vondome and St. Henry. There's a lot of eeriness between those two stations. Yeah, uh, I feel it. <laughs> Villa, it's actually the trifecta of Villa Maria, uh, Vondome and St. Henry. It's like weird vibes between right. the stations. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I, was, I had this melody, uh, just the, uh, the "All Your Loving Part," "All Your Loving Is" part, uh, mm-hmm. All. Mm-hmm. and then uh, I just I had the rest of the song to, As soon as I got to my friend my friend's place, which is um, <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote it in a very short amount of time. I, I must have gotten there and sat on his. His, uh, car seat couch in the entrance at Fatal and sat down with a guitar and wrote the whole thing.
0: How, what were you, what was going through your head when when you were coming up with this?
1: I was having a really bad day actually. Uh, I was at, I was taking like this one class at uh, Concordia and uh, the guy is one of, this guy I met uh, in, in my class he was, he was very, he made me very anxious. We went out for lunch and uh, he was very like he was in a bad place too I think that day to be fair and we were just kind of feeding off each other and we're both cancers you know <laughs> you know I know you know, you
0: know. <laughs> I have some cancers in my life
1: and, and so uh, I, I just left the restaurant because I I was just too anxious too much coffee It's a big problem sometimes uh, for many people but so I I, I just had the, just those words in my head of despair. Like, what does that even mean? Sometimes I, I just come up with these like lines, these one-liners, and they mean nothing. Mm-hmm. At the time, and then like they come back to you know, like they come back to you
0: and like. And it's like you're discovering their meaning as as it comes out. Exactly. Yeah, that happens to me all the time, and I I find I'll I'll have words stuck in my head, like just phrases. They'll just get stuck in my head for no good reason, and I'll just it'll just be playing on loop in my head.
2: I'll, I imagine a lot of musicians have that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like a lot of uh, a lot of other songs too that, that I've come up with, um, I, like are really just based on one line, and then like the rest of the lines are sort of not connected necessarily. It's not necessarily an obvious story, mm-hmm. but it's like
0: each line tells its own story, so you have yeah. piece it together. Do you find, uh, this is something that uh, is a recurring theme that I find, and I think some other people would mirror this as well, Uh, but I'm curious to see if you also feel Mm -hmm. that your songs change in your personal meaning of those songs as you play it over time and as it develops.
1: For sure. Um, I think that, I I was just having this conversation with somebody I know recently, and she was telling me that. not necessarily that same feeling when, when you play a song you wrote in a certain time and place, and it doesn't hold the same meaning exactly, and, and um, for, for my songs, that's for sure the case, but it's also kind of uh, inhibiting, sort of, like, like, it stops you from, like, wanting to keep playing them sometimes, because, I don't know, I guess you explore all the different sort of options?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you find that um, songs have a bit of a shelf life. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly, or like a loop almost, like of, of yeah. some of the same recurring thoughts. And yeah. But there's other songs that are like uh, sort of timeless, you know, like uh, Fool on the Hill.
0: <laughs> what do you think makes a song timeless? Hmm. That's a good question. I know, that's a big question.
1: A huge question. <laughs> Only Paul McCartney can answer that. <laughs> his showman hands and... No magic magic. Yeah, Magic Man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh, something that makes so much sense for me is if an artist is, like, super aware of, uh, like, the time, like, his surroundings, like, his 360 surroundings. I feel like that, like, the shock. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's, like, just the times and awareness. I think awareness is key. Self-awareness, not only, not only self-awareness, but the awareness around you. Mm-hmm not uh, just what's
0: in front of you it, how you move through the world and how you affect it exactly how it affects you exactly <laughs> cool do you I feel like maybe a new song I don't know do you yeah. have another song you want to play yeah <laughs>
1: um, I, I got this song I'm just gonna make a little switch here it's a yeah. 12 string oh yeah
0: yeah we um, here at the Junk Junkhouse Studios we have a, a wide selection of fantastic instruments and we have a 12 string here that it doesn't get played very much and as
1: soon he came in he saw it and was like, that's mine. <laughs> I'm so glad. Can I do a tiny little tune So This next song, um, hmm, uh, I think I'm going to play a song of mine for sure. Mm-hmm. This one's called Ramsey and...
2: i
0: So glad that you decided to switch to that guitar for this song. It's so perfect.
1: Yeah, it sounded amazing. Like
0: I've heard this Love song this. a Love number this. of times, and I feel like today with that guitar, I heard it in a whole new light that was spectacular.
1: I actually, thank you, first of all, thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And uh, I, this, I would imagine it on a fuller sort of sounding instrument too.
0: Yeah, well, because it has such really great textures to it, like the, the chord structures are just really, really interesting.
1: When I was writing the song, actually, I, uh, I imagined... Oh, I'll tell you the story, actually.
0: Yeah, please do. Um,
1: so, I must have been 16, uh, you know, uh, living at my parents' place, and the first joint I really smoked, I, uh, I, went, I went straight to my room and just watched uh, an Elliot Smith tutorial video. Mm-hmm. of like him giving a lesson on a
0: chord and the chord was I'm not playing very well like yeah it's it. spanning four frets yeah <laughs> not like the skinny frets was, you know it's yeah, the bigger fat frets the
1: Elliot, <laughs> the Elliot uh, with the Elliot chord it's very difficult <laughs> he was a genius but um, uh, so I went to my room and I I just watched that video once and I I took that chord and I just transposed it up to, and the whole song was based off that. Another five-minute song that I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but the thing is, it was like gave me a lot of writer's block after that. For years, I was just incapable of writing. It. Why do you think that was? I think I I was a drummer before anything, mm-hmm. before any. I played any other instrument. Like I could always envision everything around me when I was playing in a band in a rehearsal space, but. I think it was a build-up. This song was a build-up of emotion, where I would just... I just poured my heart out into it, and I it was a cliche, um, Oh, you're I, a musician, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I... I, I Actually, the, the, so the name Ramzeen, um, it comes from this, uh, this phone call I got from a guy named Tex, named... I don't know what his name was, sorry, but he was, called me from Texas three years what? before. Why? He was looking for a girl in Gramsci.
0: How? So I,
1: I, in my, you know, subconscious, I remembered that three years later and I just, like. it's
0: a great name. It
1: sounds <laughs> like a compliment.
0: <calm> <laughs> Never made that connection, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> so you, you wrote this when you were 16, you were a drummer before that. When did what sparked music in you? Um, School of Rock, the movie. Okay. How old were you when that came out?
1: Oh, when that came out, I must have been like 11.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And I just had this fixation about, well, obviously Jack Black, but, okay. but also uh, <laughs> the drums, the drummer in the movie. You know, like, the kid drummer was like, so cool. He was like, blonde. And, like, <laughs> he was like, whatever, I don't care. I don't care about anything I'm just gonna play the drums Yeah. I like that I like that attitude <laughs> and then uh, my mom started paying for drum lessons for me and uh, my dad was
2: too happy about it
1: <laughs> but it all worked out because uh, I uh, yeah I, uh, sorry that's how, <laughs> how I started playing music I'd say but I, from an early age I was really interested in like the production of music mm-hmm. I think not knowingly that it was like, that there was work behind it, but say, like, I would listen to, like, these early 2000s bands, religiously. Mm-hmm. Like, new metal, you know, style. Like, what band? Like, System of a Down, or, like, even, like, Linkin Park. Yeah. I was like, obsessed <laughs> the same way I, like, I, I listen to music now is the same. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, maybe I'm, uh, maybe this is off, but I, when I was listening to it, I was hearing a lot of, like, Beatles and Radiohead
1: Yeah, when I was, like, that's for sure in later years, from teenage years, (laughs) I would listen to Kid A religiously, but not knowing where all the sound would come from. And I still don't know where some of the sounds come from. (laughs) Uh, But in terms of, uh, yeah, that last song I wrote was for sure influenced by some radiohead. Nice. Nice. A
0: beautiful song. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You want to play another one? Yeah. I'm gonna
1: play a, I'm gonna play a song called Looking at Yourself in the Mirror. Okay. I'm gonna give a little quick tune.
0: sort of an arrangement do you
1: imagine? Um, it's always different. Yeah? Most of the time I write a song on, on one instrument though. Uh, like a guitar or a piano. Very like acoustic, neutral sounding instrument. Mm-hmm. And then I like to, to take it and, and sort of manipulate it with synthesizers and uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huge fan of synths. It's the way to go. <laughs> so
0: tell me about that song.
1: Um... Okay, so...
0: When did you write it?
1: I think... I think I've been, I've been writing that one in 2014. 2014 to 2015.
0: So I, this one was not one where you just sit down and write it all. Alone. Exactly.
1: It's not a five-minute song. <laughs> um, so I think I wrote it in 2014, around, and I ended up recording in 2015 at a co-op... Uh, somewhere in Montreal that doesn't exist anymore and, and uh, yeah when, when we finally got to like lay it down it was really magical uh, my bandmate told me to sing it to sing it as if I was telling a story because I, I was you know the, the vocal takes were working at first and then I was uh, I was getting a little stressed out and I was like and then I remembered what the line was that like was kind of stressing me out sometimes it's it's uh, looking at yourself in the mirror you look fine What uh,
0: about that stressed you out?
1: I used to struggle a lot with uh, the idea of like um, reflections, mirrors shadows and uh, so to answer your question sorry I get, get lost, but, uh, no, I'm getting lost No I want to
0: hear more about that
1: Um, but uh, yeah to answer your question I think what really stressed me out was like saying I'm okay Mm -hmm. sometimes like and laying it down laying down the final idea sort of because once you record something like obviously you can go back obviously but uh, in that case it was like a short time frame short budget and I was like I need to just get this done now and uh, that's where yeah friends come through you know Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, like I I think the main inspiration for that song was just like looking at myself in the reflection of the metro again. The metro, the subway is a very like magical place for me. Not always; it can sort of be used to be sort of a hell for me because of all the people and like I I come from like you know the the mountains outskirts of Beirut and
0: yeah, so very different
2: (laughs) culture shock.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I can empathize with you. I mean, we were talking earlier about uh, both of us being from like um, wilderness mm-hmm. environments and uh, coming to a city, and how difficult that is, and, and how you have to adjust so much of, of your ways of being to the city. And uh, I I find it interesting that um, that transit is something that inspires you because I find um, I find going for walks and being moving, like in movement. Going from one place to another, that sort of transitionary period is when I do a lot of my writing. Um, and uh, I wonder if there's, I don't know, do you have any ideas on why that might be?
2: <laughs> I have an idea.
0: Yeah? Sure. I, I might have a thought about it.
1: Um, I, I'm i sort of obsessed, I, I'm like with, not obsessed, but that's a strong word, but <laughs> like, I'm really interested in like the way. Things move and how my, my vision perceives them, sort of. Like, and especially fast moving things. And uh, it's just it's a funny concept to me too. Like just being in the metro with like strangers that are just super on edge and like you know in their own bubble, sort of listening to music or reading something. And mm-hmm. that's like uh, it's very foreign to me. You know, like where I grew up everybody sort of is warm or talks to each other even on the bus like, and uh, it's not the case people. not the case <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like every person for, for their own sort of mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah yeah that sort of disconnection exactly yeah no wonder that people of our generation our place in the world are craving connection more than ever and don't know how to do it exactly I think it's a really important time Absolutely, and that's uh, interesting. You mentioned about um, how you how you, your vision perceives fast moving things, and uh, that brought up for me the idea of um, sort of uh, like scrying in if, if you're it's like a divinatory practice of like looking in flames or some sort of mm. like uh, very vague sort of. visual Maybe, like, flowing water. Yeah, and then you you come up with these visions and these ideas, and uh, do you find that maybe the subway is kind of a similar sort of tool for you?
1: Yes, absolutely, because I I can't really get away here. Like, you know, there's the the sea, but, like, they call it the, (laughs) the, the beach, sorry, but it's like, you know, it's like a little lake.
0: Yeah, Montreal <laughs> doesn't really have a beach.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's super important for me to like to to be uh, in motion, even though I'm not really moving technically. Like my mind is always wired, and and like I mean, I struggle with anxiety, but like I feel like it's a way of channeling it if I'm out, or sort if of. I like to be out, and like it's more about the journey than it is about like like the obsession with the Metro Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Strangers, I don't know. (laughs) Different ways of looking at it. Yeah. You look poised to play another song. Do you have another song you're, like, getting ready to play? Uh,
1: Did I already play Paranoid? No. Okay. I got one, then. All right. (laughs) It's called Paranoid. (laughs) This this is, like, sort of to sum up all of the other songs as well. Like, uh, I wrote this song in, in five minutes but I didn't have the whole thing to be fair <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I had the idea um, of writing a song called Paranoid unrelated to Black Sabbath Okay. Uh, and I okay so I was on my way to meet my friend uh, and right before leaving my place I, had, I hadn't seen him in over like a year and a half and I, I wanted to sort of impress him and show him that I had written something mm-hmm. so I just sat down on my guitar and started to write like a bit of it tons <laughs>
0: That one yeah, nice. <laughs> So did you impress your friend?
1: Yes. I actually um, uh, in- inspired to, him uh, to write part of it as well. Oh really? It helped me write that one.
0: What what was his contribution?
1: So I had the the verses. Sorry, just picking up the pick. <laughs> just picking up the pick. <laughs> uh, uh, he wrote the verse uh, I'm mean, sorry he wrote the like these four chords like the so damn paranoid it's me I avoid over the mm-hmm. very simple like chords that he just came up with but that sort of tied both parts together and you he helped me write the bridge as well like nice the, the part about the subway trains the, the chords I had the words he put the chords to them
0: nice do you work with a lot of musicians like do you do a lot of collaborative writing
1: yeah uh, I i I mainly play as a session player but I also like to give my input sometimes and I love people when people give me input about my
2: songs and um what's well, most, you question
0: what's Sorry. the most interesting piece of input that you think you received in terms of like just kind of came out of left field or maybe really really brought a piece of music to another level
1: I would say it was um my friend Christian who uh, helped me write Ramzine. Mm. At first when I showed him the song he was not super impressed I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you know it happens like it was the first song I wrote and I, I wasn't I wasn't really a guitar player I didn't know how to play these chords but I could hear them in my head mm-hmm. and he came back to me a year later with a couple adjustments and showed me how to play my own song. And just the sort of that, like, he came back and told me that it was, you know, like, he had worked on it and it stayed stuck with him for a year was, like, really amazing. I was, uh, that's that's definitely my favorite uh, input I've ever gotten.
0: Yeah, and that's that's really cool when, when you have, like, something that you've written that really has a lasting impression on people that like you know.
1: Exactly, but also that the fact that it was tough love at mm. first because... He said, like, something along the lines of it's, it's not going to work out for our band. And he changed his mind, sort of. <laughs> and cut this out. Go on.
2: <laughs> I think it's a perfect cut.
0: <sighs> uh, <laughs> I'm more and more intrigued by this this friend. I, I hear so much about him.
2: <laughs> You're going to meet
1: him one day, I'm sure. destiny.
0: <laughs> destiny. It's destiny. Hmm. excellent Um, well how are you feeling do you want to take a break that's it for Najee in session with unknown artist thanks for listening